the manager of the Yankees, is Joe Girardi. Joe, welcome. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? You know, Joe, I was just alluding as I gave the lineup to Headley, who we go through this season and his resiliency buried so many times by the fans, by the media, uh, not by you, but you move him to first, he hits 300 for a month and a half. You know, you see who emerges uh, at and after a, an early drought at the DH, now here comes Headley, a huge pinch hit the other day, hitting 455 now in this series after three hits in the, in the last game. I mean, he has been the ultimate survivor. He, he has been. I mean, he's a real fighter is what he is. And it's not, you know, just the last couple months. It's kind of been his whole career and what he's had to do here. And he's adjusted, and um, he knows how to fight back. And uh, his hits have been big in this series. And so does your team. I mean, for the second straight series, you spot a 100-win team two games. I mean, it's not exactly the design you would want, and your team has responded unbelievably. But let me start with the starting pitching, Joe. If there was one thing that you looked at that there was a vulnerability to, it was the starting pitching because it wasn't, other than Severino, incredibly consistent all year. It has been brilliant in the series. Yeah, it, it really has. And, and when you when you look at the numbers, I, I know you know it's it's somewhat you know people might think it's somewhat surprising what our starting pitching has done, but I think it's better than people realize. You know, when you look at where they compare to other starting pitchers, they were second in, in ERA um, in in the American League, um, which is you know. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't have thought that, but that's what they were, and part of it had to do a lot with Seve and, and CC, and the way that some guys turned it around at the end made a big difference. You know, there were a lot of guys that you had to show patience with and reclamate this year. Chapman lost his job, and look what he's come back to do. Tanaka had a lot of iffy moments this year, and look where you have him back to now in this postseason, pitching like the you know the the stopper the ace that you you know always envision him to be uh, you know he has been brilliant in the postseason yeah he i mean his last three starts in the postseason and the start in the last start of the season um have been as good a stretches that i've you know he's been on um he has been i mean really really good and it hasn't just been strikeouts i know he strike you know, he struck out, I think, 18 guys in 20 innings. But it's just the quality of pitches and how he's been e- economical and gotten as deep into games. And he's been brilliant, and um, he's been a huge part of this. I, I was sitting close by the plate in game uh, five. Yeah, we and, saw you. Yeah, good to see you there. Yeah, and, and Tanaka, after the Beltran at bat, and nice job bringing the infield in, because that got overlooked. It always does when it works. But that was a gutty call, you know, that early in the game. Now, maybe you're thinking he's going to hit it into the ground, or you think that Beltran hasn't been getting a lot of contact. I mean, that's a gutty call to call that, and it worked out right for you there. Well, you know, my thought process there is, is couplefold. You know, if Tanaka throws a good split, there's a chance that he's not going to center it up. It's going to be somewhat weak contact, so let's play the infield in and see if we can cut off the run. And we hadn't, I mean, let's be realistic, we hadn't done a lot off of Keuchel over the last couple of years, so I thought, you know, I don't want to just be giving them runs. Let's make them earn them, and it worked out well. And, Joe, after that at bat, and after the Yankees got a lead, his velocity was more than I've seen in a. He seemed to be throwing the ball harder than I've ever seen him throw it as a Yankee. The last couple of innings he pitched in that game, he was yeah, pop, I mean, he was popping it after that. Yeah, I think he was pumped up, and I think he felt good about his stuff. And, and you're right, his velocity was good throughout the game. And and to me, that's important because it, it's you know when he has that arm speed, his slider sharper, his split is obviously sharper. But there's also a bigger discrepancy between his fastball and his split. And that, that to me, becomes huge. You know, I mentioned this uh, about sitting there on on that game, and I mentioned that I know you saw me then, and I said I watched you, 
before that first pitch, you were very cognizant, and you've alluded to this a couple of times in post games about the crowd. The you yeah. see, I watched you scan the crowd. You were fascinated by what was going on in the crowd before the game, before that first pitch. There, you seem to be really taking it all in. I, you know, I really tried because you know I said the crowd to me has been what I remember the crowd being. Um, you know, as a player, and it brings back a lot of memories for me, really good memories. And I'm just thinking, God, what. What what an exciting time to be part uh, of the Yankees and, and to feel this for the players to feel this and for me to get to enjoy it. I mean, I was soaking it all in. And there are many times in the games that I look around and and I'm listening to the crowd and watching them bang on the, on the the outfield pads and just trying to soak it all in because it's it's a lot of fun. We're talking with Joe Girardi before we get ready for a game six this evening. This is the first time your team will take the field with a lead uh, in the postseason. You've handled this team superbly through the postseason or through the whole season. Do you worry at all that there's any mental adjustment for your team now that they have spent two days as the team that's in front in this series? Yeah, I mean, it's something that I've actually thought about. I think we'll handle it well because I think we've handled things well all year, and I think the guys will take that same idea win one game and, and let's get after it tonight. But it is something I've thought about. We haven't been in this position the whole playoff time. And in a sense, you can look at it the last month. I mean, we were fighting the whole last month, and, and we never had a lead the last month. We ended up, you know, clinching a playoff spot. But, I mean, it is a little bit different, and um, I'm curious to see how we handle it. We heard reports that Beltran had a meeting with his team after Game 5. He called a meeting in the, with the team before they left the, the clubhouse. And they also at least admitted to a man that they were a little unnerved at times by the stadium setting. Uh, now, you know that everyone there has heard about how loud New York's been and how rough the stadium was. You know they're going to try and see if they can top that. Do you worry about your team at all in the Houston setting? Um, no, I, I really don't, you know, because I think we're, you know, we get a chance to go up to Boston nine or ten times a year. We get a chance to go to other cities, you know, in, in our division that can be, you know, pretty loud. Toronto can be loud when they got 50,000 people in the ballpark. And our guys have seen it. Um, so I, I don't really worry about it. And we went through it the first two games. This is not new for us. We've been back here. Yes, do I think they'll be in a frenzy tonight? Yes. But they were pretty loud when we were here before. Joe, uh, do you think it's just uh, just Judge and, and Sanchez settling down in this series the last couple of games? Or have they just gotten better pitches to hit? Um, I, I think it's probably more of settling down and I think having an idea what pitchers are going to do then. I mean, let's face it, they have not seen Keuchel and Verlander a lot. They have not They have not seen any of these Houston pitchers a lot. And, you you know, they're seeing them the second time now, and you hope that they're just. They haven't seen their guys in the bullpen a lot. And, you know, where Gardy's had experience and Headley's had experience and they know what they're going to do, these guys really don't. So I think they're kind of learning. I thought they adjusted to Keuchel well. Um, you know, with with some big hits, and um, hopefully they adjust to Verlander as well. Uh, you've caught, you've been in the, uh, you've been where McCann's going to be today. You've caught great pitches off great performances. You've been in that spot many times. Uh, luckily, as a player, from that standpoint, if you're the if you're McCann today, if you're that catcher, do you have to make adjustments? second time around when a guy pitches that kind of game, or do you just say, give me more of the same? What do you do with a veteran pitcher, a star pitcher, and you caught many star pitchers. So what do you do? Do you do nothing? Do you go to the same game plan, or do you have to make adjustments because it's the second time in five days? 
I think the scouting plan is the scouting plan, and my guess is they executed the way they wanted it to, so they'll try to do it again because hitters aren't really going to change that much. You know, it comes down to the amount of mistakes. You know, I watched the whole tape last night again of, of his start, and we missed some pitches to hit. I mean, yeah, he was really, really good. I'm not going to take that away from him. But we had some pitches to hit, and we can't miss him. I mean, that's the bottom line because he's not going to give – you a lot, and that will be the difference of the game if we hit his mistakes. Severino, you, there was some concern. You had some concern. You admitted about him being hurt. You checked him out. He's fine. Are you looking? Are you going to be looking for anything? Any telltale signs that there's something wrong? Or are you now convinced that there's nothing wrong? I know I'm convinced that there's nothing wrong. Um, you know, I think that maybe the extra rest maybe helped him. Not as many pitches will help him. I talked to Larry about his bullpen. He said it's as good as bullpen as he's had in a while. He thought his command was better. So maybe that little rest is going to help him tonight because we're going to need him. How is your bullpen right now? Fully rested for anything you need? Yeah. I mean, Canely threw a couple innings the other night. You know, I, I mean, he'll be available to me tonight, but I don't know if I would use him multiple innings. But, again, I got Green for multiple. I got Robertson for multiple. So Canely might just be a one-inning guy. Joe, if you're in a if you're in a uh, a tie situation here in this game, do you have to, with your studs relievers, be cognizant of tomorrow at all? Does it ever enter your thoughts, or are you just all out today and not worried about tomorrow? You know, I think you have to try to win today because you know it's it's like we talk about. You don't want to get in that wild card game. You know, you'd much rather win your division. And I don't think you, you know, if you can stay from getting into Game 7, I think you go for it in Game 6, and the guys will suck it up for Game 7. Do you go the extra inning with a Chapman today, even if it's a tie game or something like that? Very, very, very possible, yeah. You do? So you don't even consider tomorrow? No, I mean, I think that's you how I would be, play it because who knows? Tomorrow yeah. could be twelve nothing. You don't, you don't know, yeah, right? Yeah, you don't, you don't know what you're going to need. So, I mean, you can't even think about that. You just try to win this game today, uh, and, and that's basically it. You got to like the way your team has handled the. I mean, any concern? Uh, let me ask it this way: After the two against Cleveland and the comeback, was it was it any different this time when you came back having done it? Did it help having done it? Uh, was the team different this time as it started Game 3 versus starting Game 3 against Cleveland? How would you say it was different or the same? Well, I think it was one way it was different. It, it wasn't an elimination game, number one. Even though we started down 0-2, it wasn't an elimination game. And number two, I think the experience in Cleveland gave them somewhat a sense of ease. You know, that we can do this. We're going to our place. Let's just win tonight and see where we're at. And I think... They had been through it once, and I think that it, you know probably gave them a sense of ease. You know, I felt good about the team going into Game Three. Didn't feel like I needed to say anything, so I didn't, and uh, they uh, proved me right. You know, early on, you gave birds uh, at bats against lefties, even against Miller, uh, and throughout this, you gave him a chance to play against lefties, against righties, and he has really answered the bell against lefties. That hit against Keuchel with two outs the other day. I mean, he has really done a job against left-handers, good left-handers in these in this postseason. Yeah, we've never really considered him a, a platoon guy, but you know, there was when he was coming back trying to get his legs under him. If I was going to give him a day off, it was going to be against a left-hander. But I, we've always felt good about him, and he has handled it well. And and I remember asking him the, after his first at bat against Miller, I said, you know, did you see him okay? And he said, yeah, I did. I saw him okay, and the more I see him, the more comfortable I will feel, which would be true off of any pitcher. The more you see him, the more comfortable you're going to feel. It doesn't mean that you're going to have success but you have an idea what they're going to try to do to you. And I gave him that at bat on purpose, knowing that he was probably going to have to face him again. 
What was you thinking with Grady the other day? I mean, you know, he pitched really well. He was pitching well, and not that I ever have any uh, pause about Robinson, but uh, that was a pretty quick hook for a guy and who got a, got yeah. a walk and a catch's interference. What were you thinking? Yeah, just that um, Altuve had had a ton of success off of Gray. This team's seen Gray a lot. Um, that was and and Gray as many times as he had faced Correa and Altuve. Uh, you know, I think Correa had struggled off and he was one for fourteen, but he had never struck him out. And Altuve doesn't strike out, so I figured I need a guy that has the ability to strike people out in this situation. So I'm going to go to Robbie, even though he's pitched extremely well. Interesting. I, I, it makes makes plenty of sense. Uh, we're talking with Joe Girardi. And, you know, before the series, I had Mike Stanton on, and he covers the Astros all the time down there in his job now. And he said, I said, what guy scares you the most with a, you know, in a big spot? He said Gurriel, and Gurriel looks tough with guys on base. He's a tough hitter, huh? He really we gets, he, he's, a, he's a tough guy, yeah. You, if you hang, hang him a curve and make a mistake, he hits it. Yeah, and, and he's on fastballs, too. I mean, we've had a hard time with him the whole year, and, and we're trying to make adjustments and make pitches. But when we make a mistake, he does not miss it, and uh, he's a very good hitter. And, you know, the thing about Guriel is I think he's 32 or 33. This, Yes, he's a rookie, but this really isn't a rookie. This is a mature kid that knows how to hit. And you've done a great job against their one and two guys. Those guys killed the Red Sox. I mean, they hit 400 in that series, and you guys have done unbelievable against Springer and, and, and Reddick in this, in this series. Well, it, you know, for Seve, that's big because keeping those guys off base in front of, you know, the next two guys, Altuve and Correa, is, is so important. So it needs to continue if we're going to win. Can you believe that this team, from where you started this year, is one game from the World Series? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I find myself scratching myself sometimes saying, man, this is great. I mean, you know, I felt really good about them coming out of spring training, but, you know, until you get into the year, you're not exactly sure what you're going to get out of certain people. And uh, I, I, I do scratch myself, and I'm very thankful that we're in this position, and I have not forgotten, and I'm soaking it all in. You won a World Series in '09, so you've done this. You won a World Series uh, multiple as a player, so you know that. Uh, and you've been a hero in Game 6, as you were against Greg Maddox in 96. So you've been through all this stuff. Is it, does it feel different because of the composition of this team this year? Oh, I think it does, and, and I think it, you know, for me, it felt different because of our fans, you know, the, the and, uh, you know, I get kind of choked up sometimes when I'm looking out there because it's just, like I said, it brings back the memories of the, the old stadium to me and, and the way that it, that it was when I was playing, and it kind of gets me choked up and it gets me emotional because I feel like, God, I'm getting a chance to go through this again where you never maybe felt that you'd get that feeling again. You know, I'm not a big believer because I've seen teams that hated each other play great, like the A's, yeah. Oakland A's, the 86 Mets, and some of the Yankee teams didn't love each other either. Uh, so we know that, and they can still be great teams. This team seems to genuinely really like each other. It seems to be a team that, first of all, everybody likes. They're infectious, and it seems to be a team that's a very tight-knit, fun-loving group. It just seems to be a team that really does seem to outwardly like each other. Yes, you, you are absolutely correct. It is a great clubhouse that holds each other responsible, but laughs and loves each other, and it's, it's just a great atmosphere to be around every day. And that's another thing that I'm soaking in, soaking in because I've had so much fun watching them do what they do. All right, Joe, enjoy yourself. Uh, good luck, and hopefully we're talking about a World Series against the Dodgers next week. I'd love to see you in that first row again. I'll be, there. Next week. I'll be there. All Thank right. you. Thanks, Mike. All right, Joe. Joe Girardi, uh, as he gets ready for this Game 6 
Uh, and you can tell Joe is very emotional about this stuff. And you know what? Also, you, you can tell very reflective in his approach to all this. Don't read anything into that. You don't have to. But he is extremely reflective about all this. And what I told you before, because, you know, I knew he and I made eye contact that, that as he was looking around the stadium and he gave me, a, you know, a little wave. Uh, I saw him just taking it all in. And, you know, you can see and hear how emotional he is and how reflective he is of all the stuff that's going on and also getting choked up about you fans who also booed the heck out of him you know, earlier in the series. So he obviously has forgiven that, and he did cheer him nicely the other day, which was fine uh, But uh, when the series started. Uh, but, uh, you know, you can, tell he's, he's, you can tell he's a little emotional and reflective about the whole thing. We'll see where that leads. But first things first, one game to the Dodgers tonight, tomorrow. Uh, it's Verlander and Severino. Back after this.